listeners, and welcome to the Rawcast. My name's James Price, here to take you through the socially isolating odyssey that is the Brisbane Raw Football Club. And we've got a podcast here for you today, and, uh, you know, we'll maybe give you something to fill in while you're uh, self-isolating out there in the world and quarantining yourself and whatever other terminology you want to use, as is uh, the parlance these days. But we have four people on the chat today, so which is uh, we, we've gone remote again, so you'll have to excuse if we've got any issues. Uh, we have Mr. Dave Stewart. How are we? I'm good, mate. How are you? Yeah, good, 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 good. It's uh, self-isolation is treating me well. Uh, That's good, mate. I just got no friends. It's just easy when <laughs> self-isolation you get no friends. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, uh, it does make life easy, doesn't it? And, and I've, I've interacted with more people when I have when it's been self-isolated than not. So that's great. <laughs> Yeah, fantastic stuff. Um, finally met those neighbours, eh? Yeah, yeah, over the yeah. fence. I didn't say anything to them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just stared at them with a two-metre ruler. Just waved really enthusiastically. <laughs> and we have the Yeshiva, Mr Nathan Muir. How are you? I am good. Socially isolated as per usual, but I am I'm good. I'm good. Uh, as per normal, I'm doing the going for orange right now for later on for a certain unknown person yet on this podcast to cry his uh, bitter tears over. Is it David Dodd? <laughs> it's... Is it Matt McKay? It's, uh... I just want to get that in there so you have time to get a new one sorted. <laughs> no, I avoided da- I'm avoiding David Dodd because I'm pretty sure you will know from I was uh, I was kept in jail cell 1F2CB. Is it Ben Clark? <laughs> no, yes. we're, we're apparently being joined by a swinging door. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that noise it was. We do think it's from Mr. Ben Clark. How are oh, we? I'm very well. I am safely driving at the moment. Uh, you know, hands free and all of that. So if you hear any odd noises, it's me getting into accidents. Excellent. And uh, make sure you wave when you drive past, mate. That'd I will. Be great. I will. Yeah. Good. All right. Let's get into a little bit of football content because we did have a game to talk about. We didn't preview it on last week's show as, uh, well, we didn't know when we recorded that that game was going to happen. So it was a Brisbane Raw 1. Scotty McDonald scores again his fourth goal in three games in the 16th minute as we won 1-0 over the Newcastle Jets who couldn't get one past our superhuman wall, Mr. Jamie Young. There is attendance of three people. I think we can count those three people as the attendants and we'll definitely get on to them. Um, <laughs> and there were bookings to top-notch Stanley in the 44th minute, uh, Fergate in the 48th minute, uh, O'Neill in the 67th, and Scotty Neville in the 71st. I feel like O'Neill and um, Neville have been uh, in the bookings quite regularly recently. So, I mean, there was three people, but they were on the other side of the fence. So, I mean, they didn't technically scan in. I mean, I'm sure they all had a ticket if the game would have gone ahead, but, uh, you know, there was three fans there at the game. So, you know. We'll definitely get on to them because there's probably not a lot else necessarily to talk about with this game. Dave, you watched this one in most of its entirety. What did you think overall? Well, you said beforehand there's a little bit of football doing describing this game. Um, You're right. There was a little bit of football. It's about Mm. all you could describe it as, really. It (laughs) It was a game that was befitting of the MP Stadium. Um... It inspired every single person in there to to multiple degrees. Unfortunately, there was you know anything times zero is zero. So um, it it didn't set the world alight, did it? If that was an advertisement to the world for the A League, 
can we do a retake? Because that was pretty ordinary. Um, in, yeah. in, fairness, in fairness to Brisbane, they've got their game plan. <clears throat> the game plan worked for them. They stifle teams. They prevent them from playing. And when, they, when they've got the ball, they get the ball up forward, move the ball around enough to try and make some space. And then you get things like Scott McDonald's stop, where they're able to you know, break down the left, cut the ball back, move it quickly, and McDonald's got a bit of skill to, to put it on target. Um, there, there wasn't really too many chances. In fact, that was if that was a half chance, if that. So that just goes towards the quality of the player. Um, and McDonald's in four. So Brad Inman left the form, four goals in three games. He'll probably stop scoring now to make sure that Roy Donovan's the top scorer. But, um, <laughs> I mean, he'll stop scoring anyway because the season's done. But... But, um, oh, spoilers, jeez. Oh, sorry, we're on the second half of the show, Dave. I can't wait for this week's game. It's going to be great. Uh, <laughs> um, hey, we're, playing, we're playing Sydney FC right now, aren't we? Right now. Yeah, right, yeah, right now. At, at the yeah. moment, the score, oh, I can't see the score. It, it must be blocked. Yeah. But, um, hmm. It's yeah, geo-blocked, yeah. You're not allowed to watch it in Australia. It's geo-blocked. <laughs> um, can't watch it anyway. Um, yeah, it was, I mean, it was. it's the same sort of... It was a game. It was no, it was yeah. it was exciting and unpredictable football. That's it. That's Definitely. it, Dave. That's, that, that's what we wanted to hear, mate. That's what we wanted to hear. Yeah. Ben, if you were an Englishman and you'd heard about the successful uh, Robbie Fowler twice in a row, manager of the month, and uh, you were starved of football action, and you thought, you know what, I'm going to watch some A League, and you tuned in to watch Brisbane Roar versus Newcastle from an empty Seabus Stadium on the Gold Coast, what would you have thought? I would have thought, how many bath salts have I taken today and was it enough? Um, <laughs> Good to see the Geordies were tuning yeah, in. Exactly. Um, look, I, I, it, it's just fucking dull. Um, you know, dull, what was the term used? Uh, dull and... Um, dull and robotic. Dull and robotic. Dull and robotic. Yeah, I think that sums it up no, pretty well again. Exciting, exciting and unpredictable. <laughs> I just, you know, I really just, you know, I, you, like, I know that, you know, the players had to have known when this game was played that it, there was potential for, you know, this to be more meaningless than an A-League match typically is, um, you know, because, you know, I mean, we're a closed league, nobody's going to get, you know, promoted, relegated, that kind of thing. Like, it's, you know, there's no real consequences to the season being canned if that's what ends up happening, um, as I went through last week at length. Um, yeah. But, you know, I think the fact that that was very much on the cards at that point, I'm pretty sure the AFL made their call that day, if I'm wrong. No, no, no. They didn't, they didn't make the call until Sunday. Oh, so. yeah, yeah. So, but... Yeah, but that, Sunday but, but that the... was heavily foreshadowed for days beforehand because obviously there'd been like positive tests of various players at AFL clubs had been and staff. Um, you know, there'd been exposure with those leagues already. So it was pretty much a, you know, foregone conclusion that that was going to happen at that point. Um, you know, and realistically... Um, it was go- like the players knew that it was going to happen. It was just a matter of time. So I think that did affect the um, the intensity of which this match was played and the others on the weekend, to be honest. 
Football in front of an empty stave in Yeshiba. Um, it was just like watching Gold Coast United. Yeah, pretty leave, much. Man. There was uh, two fans and a dog there. Um, I, do, I wrote down something for you, Dave, uh, to comment on your advertisement for the A-League. It definitely was an advertisement for the A-League because the only other leagues we had competition from were the Belarus Premier League, the Turkmenistan Yokari Liga, and the Singapore SG Premier League. And I won't have you say anything bad about the Turkmenistani League, mate. There is absolute bang, bang on players that are amazing and they'll they'll definitely tear it up in Capital 3. I would also say this... <laughs> And if the uh, years keep going on as they do, that Turkmenistan might have a higher AFC coefficient rank than us. But hey, that's a, that's a t- entirely different subject. Um, I'll be really honest, I didn't really watch this game. Um, the most I saw was the uh, utter delight by the most exciting thing was happening was actually outside the stadium. Uh, and um, this was proof that... Yeah. This was proof that this league needed to be shut down after this weekend because it was just a total farce. Should should never have continued, but hey, we know that's a, a political talk that will go on forever. Um, it's, it's a shame our season has ended yeah. here, but um, hey, it might pick up and, um, but the, and the dull and boring football may come back. Yeah, it was, um, it was, yeah, it probably said a lot. I mean, I feel like I, I go to this reference a lot, but you can sort of tell a lot by a game of football about what makes it into the KO Mini and, and when a minute, when a minute long interview with, um, the, you know, mainly with Richard Draw there in the, in the orange, bright orange wig, um, makes it into the KO Mini and the whole interview makes it into the KO Mini and it was only 15 minutes to begin with for the highlights package that not a lot happened. Start happens. to finish. Yeah, start to finish, the whole lot of Cozzy, like the camera zoom in from the game over to Cozzy in the tunnel where it was. They finished singing a, you know, We Love You Brisbane song or something like that, whatever it was. And, yeah, and you know, like, and, and you get to talk to them, talk to them all. So, fair, fair chops to the uh, Newcastle fan as well in many ways for being yeah, there. So, um, we saw that a little bit on the weekend. Those, I mean, I don't know where they came from, but if they, any of those guys even had to come from central Brisbane, they had to get public transport to the Gold Coast on a Friday night, pay for it considering they didn't get a game ticket and just awkwardly stand outside a stadium and almost get moved on by police. I do tip my hat to them for their their efforts at least. That was that was worthy. Uh, it yes. was they weren't sticking their yes. hands through a stadium uh, fence like another fan was, but I'm sure we're getting to that later on as the podcast goes on. Yeah, yeah. Definitely do not ruin that bit for the no, gay league. No. Jeez. Just, let's not ruin all our good content within the first 10 minutes of the show, guys. Come on. We're, we're a bit light on the ground here. All right. <laughs> he, he, was, he was killed by a candlestick in the library and it was Mrs. Dodd. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was interesting, like, you know, we talked about, I think the total shots on target, Newcastle didn't end up with a shot on target the whole game, and we ended up with four, and probably only one of them forced, obviously, there was the shot uh, that we, we might, I don't know if there's much more to say about the goal, um, but we'll get back to that in a second, you know, it's probably another, you know, one or two good chances, yeah, they're both pretty well saved, or one of them was pretty easy to save, but, you know, Newcastle just for all their possessions. So the pass stats were four. We had 461 passes, which for a team, that's quite a fair number. Newcastle had 720 passes during this game. So they just had lots of the ball and lots of passing around. But I think you're right, Dave. Like it's the defensive structure stood up really well. 
and Jamie Owen didn't have to make a save. He didn't have to go and get angry at anyone, which is great for Jamie. You know, it's a nice, quiet night in. Yeah, always good for him. Blood pressure down. It's good. Um, there was yeah, kids. Let's not forget. Right at the end, there was that opportunity where they actually struck the post. Roy Donovan hit the post and mm. scored from a very close distance out. But that's about as close as they got. Um, so realistically, it should be one-one. But it's um. That's what I say. If they can only create that with that many of that much possession, that much time, you can tell they kind of only really move the ball into safe areas, and you can have a hundred passes and go nowhere. Passes are mm. passes are a good indicator of how much possession you might have, but if you don't do anything with it, who cares? If you have two yeah. passes and can put it into the back of the net, you're one the luck. And it doesn't matter if the other team had two hundred passes and just played around the fucking back line. Um, it's all about what you do with it. So Brisbane's Brisbane's structure is is defensive and we've seen that from the start there was a period of time where you know we were very rubbish um defensively we we leaked a few goals but i think that came about because we also struggled so much going forward that they kind of had to open up their play a little bit so that it allowed them to go forward and i think that it just kind of counteracted the you know we'd score a few more goals we leaked a few more goals that melbourne city game at the start again at regular was a great example of that but um hmm. The I think as time's gone on, they've found a bit of a balance in terms of keeping the back door closed and taking a chance, even if they only create a few, taking a chance. Now, is it going to set the water light in terms of you know inspiring kids to 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 be you know the next Scott McDonald, the next Tom Aldred, the next Jamie Young? Probably not. It's probably not going to have everyone you know licking their lips with delight going to watch a Brisbane game at the moment. But they're getting the results. And in terms of what you want from, I mean, I fully expected Robbie Fowler to be, you know, sitting around sixth place. And if we got sixth place mm. this year, I'd have been happy with that because realistically, he, he had to start from scratch. It's the first time he was in a gig. That's a, that would be a reasonable sort of expectation. He's exceeding that at the moment. Presuming that the season's can and they don't do anything else, that's probably at least a pass mark from a results perspective. Oh, it's more, it's definitely more than a pass mark because you're right. He did fix up the defence, and you know that was that was a huge issue. And you're right; like it sort of started a bit shaky. We we had a much higher line, and we do sit quite deep now. But you know what? It's been working, and he's turned results around. And um, yeah, we'll probably end up fourth. You could maybe make a claim to Perth Glory with two games in hand on us, four points behind us. Is maybe a better team than us, but that's about it. Um, you know, so fourth, fifth, that's definitely a, that's definitely a pass mark. And from a defensive point of view, yeah, you've got Sydney who are streaks ahead of everyone in basically every metric that you can think of, including defence. Mm. Um, but in terms of, you know, the teams around us and the teams that, you know, are fighting for that top six, those top six places, the only one the only one that's, I suppose, better than us, even you can say even better than us, because Wellington and Perth are both by two games less than us, and We've conceded two goals more than Perth and one goal more than Wellington. So you'd expect them to maybe concede a goal a game, you know, they'd be about level with us. So we're right there in the mix with regards to a defensive effort. The attacking side of things is, I mean, yeah, whatever. Um, we're scoring a goal a game. We have, the, we, have the third, we have the third worst attack in the league. So, yeah, it's not great. Um, but yeah, they're winning games 1-0 as opposed to 3-2, yeah. right? And at the end of the day, that's still three points on the board. From a from a position point of view, I scored 25 goals, score 10 goals less than Perth and be ahead of them on the table. And that's what's happening at the moment. So. Are you pretty happy overall, um, 
then, like I guess for your, I know you had your certain expectations at the start of the year, but where it's where it's sort of ended up, where we are yeah. now, like yeah, look, I'd, I'd, you know, for, for me, especially considering the way the first, you know, third of the season, you know, it's turned into first half of the season, um, but uh, you know, the, the first third of the season, the way that that went, you know, for us to end up where we've ended up. You know, I think is unexpected. I don't think we've necessarily even played all that much better on balance. Like, you know, we, we've we've probably been reasonably consistent performance-wise, but the results have started to happen, and I think that's just you know comfort with the system. You know, comfort with you know with the coach and you know teammates, and just betting together a bit more. Um, Mm. You know, and having that confidence in your teammates to, you know, be, you know, to be covering you where they should be, and you know, to go about the instructions that the that Robbie's been given. So, you know, I, you know, I certainly think it's a pass mark, but it's you know one of those sort of C pluses. It's not a, you know, I don't think it's a B. I think it's you know, performance wise, you know. To me, to me, as a sort of foundation fan, the style is always going to be more important than the... Like, if you had to give me style or results, give me style all the time because style breeds results. And I'd much rather us play swashbuckling attacking football and lose than play what we've... You know, the dour defensive, you know, sort of, you know... The, the, the way that I the way that I kind of think about it is, you know, you had Pochettino in at Spurs for a long time playing this very swashbuckling attacking football, and all of a sudden now we've got you know uh, we've been stuck with a Jose Mourinho style you know manager that's very defensively oriented, and you know we're we're just not used to that style. Like we like it's uh, for me it's been a difficult adjustment because I've always you know thought that those managers that did that were, you know, were always your Arnie types, you know, and, and we've never had one of those. So it's been an adjustment, but I certainly think that, um, you know, I'd, I'd rather the style than the results, but the results are nice too. Yeah. Um, does anyone buy into the to my theory that uh, Scott McDonald's um, shot that's ended in a goal actually took a big deflection off um, Topol Stanley? And that's what wrong footed Italiano and goals. Just a little bit of a deflection. I wouldn't say it was a big deflection, but it was a deflection there. And uh, I yeah. think it was enough. Um, mm. That's a, it. Just had that classic look of a deflection when the goalkeeper is just really wrong footed by something, and you you know he sort of watches it go in the bottom corner. And yeah, I think it and, is there. And, and, but and um, look where where McDonald was. You know, he could have just been unsighted to be honest, because, mm. you know, he was given just enough space at a right angle that, you know, that view may have been blocked. So, you know, I, yeah, I, I don't know if it, like, I haven't watched the replay. Um, mm. Even even the replay angles, honestly, it's hard It's hard to pick out. The key angle, um, Bugard blocks the camera view, yeah. um, like, just as the shot's happening, so you can't tell. So it's, um, yeah, it's just a gut feel that just, you know, it's just... Normally, it just feels like the. I mean, it could have been a really pure clean shot, but I just feel like it was a deflection off him. But it, look, you know what? He's still had the audacity to shoot from there, and he still had plenty of power on him. Oh, so, sure. you know, it, 
it's um it's not trying to take away from you. It's just an interesting thought. And probably the other two big, uh, probably the other big chance we had was Tommy Aldred. Um, ball fell to him very much unmarked around, not um probably around the penalty area and uh and uh, got his shot away. But it was a good save by Italiano. So I'm not sure if anyone had much thoughts on that. If um I guess maybe in one of those ones we helped uh, hoped it fell to someone else rather than a big centre back to try and put it away with his feet. But uh, yeah. That was at least a nice one, but yeah, I think it's. Uh, I'm not sure there's much else to really talk about from that game. I don't know if any of you guys want to bring up anything in particular. No, not at all. <laughs> no, I thought the silence spoke volumes. Sorry, say again, Dave. I thought the silence spoke volumes there, so I didn't think we needed to say anything. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's it. All right, that does leave us as it currently stands on the table. We have played 22 games, and thanks, Dave, I did actually forget to update this. Yeah. Uh, we've played 22, won 10, drawn 5, lost 7, 25 goals for 24 against. We have a positive goal difference. Yay! Woo! Uh, 35 points on the board. We are currently in fourth position um, as it stands, and I think, as we were probably just talking about, you could make an argument that Perth Glory... Although they're two games behind us, but four points. So that's reasonably, you know, they need to win both to overtake us there. Um, they do have a much better goal difference. So I guess a draw and a win would probably get them um, to that as well. Close your door, Ben. <laughs> yeah, geez, Ben. <laughs> and, um, yeah, and that's, and that's probably where it's all going to end. So obviously we have no more games to preview because we have no idea when we will next be playing a football game because it's over. She's done... Shut it down. The FFA finally pulled the pin, upsetting the Paymasters and Fox Sports, which we'll definitely get onto a little bit more in a second. Um, so, obviously, COVID-19, the coronavirus has taken its toll and uh, the players have um, all gone into isolation, um, as most many people around the country and, indeed, the world are as well. So, we've got one more weekend than most of the rest of the world did, but that is it. So, what... What is um, Dave? What do you think the chances are this season is resumed um, as the current as the current plan is to reassess on April twenty two? There is um, <laughs> Again, <laughs> <close your window. laughs> um, there is an old saying that that uh, that I like to apply to this particular case that uh, that I think is most apt. The uh, the chances of this season continuing are Buckley's and none. <laughs> Yeah, I think so. Like, I've just got written down here another couple of points, and just to give time frames, uh, the player contracts all end on May thirty first, as it currently stands. That's the standard A League contract end date. Um, so many players will be out of contract. There'd have to be a lot of work to extend contracts there. Uh, you know, sort of temporarily extending them beyond that date. It, but then, for reference, the AFL media is talking about a July return when the Olympics were meant to be on, and that's mainly because that keeps Channel Seven happy, who obviously pretty much had a two-week block of no, um, no complaint content because of the Olympics, and now they need to find some content. And the NRL at the moment is talking about August, late August returning with a grand running a grand final into before Xmas. So at least that's a much smarter plan than what their Gladstone mining camp plan was like. So you know, credit to the NRL there. So it's hard to see at the moment, um, Ben, that we will get to finish this season as it currently stands without probably really affecting the next season. So it might become what is the bigger priority, do you think? Yeah, look, and, and you know, to me, you know, I laid out my opinion last week. Mm, um, yes. You know, I definitely think that, you know, for us, it doesn't really matter, you know. Finish it like it is, who gives a shit? 
Uh, the only thing that really matters is for ACL qualifications, and you can just take that on lead position. You know, for pro rail leagues, I think it's definitely much more important that you finish the season. It for you know, as we'll get on to with the Fox deal, it may be important that we finish the season um, and f- fulfil that obligation. Um, you know, it depends on the the terms of the contract. Um, so. Yeah, it, it, it uh, there's a few factors that are going to go into that, you know, that decision. But yeah, I hope that it's made sooner rather than later. Yeah, it will be interesting to see how it falls because, look, uh, I think Sydney FC were actually only probably a game or two away from winning the, yeah. the competition. So they're eight points clear of Melbourne City, who have played three more games than them, and we're only playing 26. So Melbourne only had literally could only get up to 49. And Sydney FC have 20. That noise you might be able to hear in the background is my cat trying to rudder a bilby. Just don't ask. Um, <laughs> hey, uh, Promisey, what's that all about? Mm. <laughs> Look, it's his comfort animal, all right? And I can understand why bilbies get attacked by cats in the wild for what he does to that little <laughs> bilby. It's a plush bilby, just in case anyone's really concerned. He's not attacking yet. He's loving it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's one way to put it. <laughs> 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 there's the mental image um, for the listeners thank you very much yeah absolutely i'm just what i'm here for so yeah melbourne city are in second place they basically can't catch sydney fc wellington phoenix are in third um but they're ineligible for asia anyway so you know um and then it really comes down to i mean we are 13 points we are 13 points behind we only have four games remaining so actually we were ineligible to catch sydney fc if my maths is correct i think we, we did play 26 games this season each yes yeah. 27 right? wasn't it no, nah, it was 26. I think it was 26. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Was 26. Yeah. yeah. 26. Perth Glory had same number of games. They're 15 points behind, so they would have to win. So they're the only ones that could really possibly catch them. They basically have to go and win every game. So, yeah, I think you can pretty fairly give the NFC the championship title. No. Nope. But there will be a big asterisk next time. No. Nope. Don't give them shit. No. Nope. Not getting them shit? Nope. Okay, sorry. They qualify the as seasons. the team that goes into Asia. Yep. Yeah, because uh, yeah. tipping competition, void, season didn't happen. <laughs> void the season, let them depressed have a crack at Asia. Yeah, because, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I think that that is, you know, I don't think they're, if for, a non, for, a compl- for a season that, you know, may or may not be completed right now, if they're not going to complete the season, and I mean, this, like I said, this is different to, you know, European leagues where there's much more massive consequences at the top and at the bottom and then cascading through pro rels, you know, all the way down, you know, that's a totally different story to a closed shop league that you can just call off with no real consequences. Whoa, uh, just... whoa, 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 hang on there, hang on. Have you forgotten about something, the most important thing in the world that we do need to decide? Who is going to be finishing 10th and 11th to go into the uh, playoff game for the FFA Cup? Have we oh, yes. <laughs> oh, no, no, you missed the point. Actually, as it currently stands, that's Melbourne Victory and Central Coast Mariners. <laughs> Imagine saying at the start of the season you'd think Melbourne Victory would win one would of those two spots. I would love nothing more than Melbourne Victory not making the FFA Cup. That would be beautiful. Look, I feel reasonably confident as saying... As it stands as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I really feel like I can back the victory in there to... Um, <laughs> to probably at least beat the Mariners. Don't Actually, the Mariners, the Mariners were pretty off. good in the FFA Cup. They were good in the FFA Cup, weren't they? My bad. Yeah, so they, them off they like beat that. us in the FFA Cup. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they definitely did. I was out there that night. Yeah. yeah. 
I mean, you don't, yeah. the, the preseason is where the Central Coast Mariners do their absolute best. <laughs> they go downhill from there, but preseason is where it's at. Yeah. Um, I did have, it's been interesting to know, I haven't heard much about the A-League, um, like players and staff taking pay cuts or staff being stood down like some of the other sports. Do you think that's just a consequence that we're basically at the end of the season, so it doesn't really matter? It might be a consequence of the clubs maybe having far less staff than any other sport in the country. Hmm. I mean, they, I mean, that's true. Probably not making as much of a deal about it from a you know a public perspective. So there's probably a case of this is what's happening, and then I mean, it's not like we're Virgin Australia and we're letting go eight thousand people, right? Uh, that that's a big number that people need to know about that. Brisbane hmm. Raw or any of the clubs, if all the clubs had people to let go, there'd be two or three people at each club at most. And that's 30-odd people, right? So while it'd be devastating and hard, um, it's it's not going to make the headline news, right? So I think to some degree your, your point about the timing of the season probably has, has merit as well because they might have budgeted to have those people for that period of time already. Um, presuming that the Fox Sports money doesn't disappear, they might have, might have budgeted for all of that. So, yeah, maybe. But... I don't think yeah, it would have like, been the publicity if, if they did have to, that's all. Yeah, I mean, I did see that Ray Gatt had said that his contract with the Western Sydney Wanderers as a media manager had finished. So, um, you know, that is that is at least one person. He's on the Bourbon and Cokes you know. too. If he's Twitter... Yes, yeah, he's on the Bourbon and Cokes tonight. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know, that's... Yeah, I guess there's a little bit... I, and it was more just probably like... I mean, AFL is talking about 80 75% player cuts that so they've at least already agreed to 50%. Um then what is going on there now? Um, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, no, that's something for <laughs> yeah, later. We'll get to that. With you. I'll let you cover. Yeah, I'll let you cover that in a second. Um, oh, yeah, sorry, I was lost. Trying to thought. Now. Yeah, so we're, I mean, NRL players. I think a whole bunch of them were told that you know they're um yeah big pay cuts and stuff like that. And so yeah, it's just yeah. I think it's probably just easier when you've only got a month and a. Well, you still got two months though until contract run out. So. You know, if my Fox Sports' money doesn't come through. It's <laughs> a big hole. It is a big yeah. hole, but we're certainly um, not alone in it. Um, you know, mm-hmm. I think, oh, you know, it's, 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 AFL is in a monstrous hole. AFL is so fucked because of this. Um, you know, they, they are exponentially more fucked than we are. They stand to lose $100 million for a you know, let's say the season's cancelled until, you know, let's say that they play half a season, that's $100 million. Like, if the season's fully cancelled, that's probably double that. And that so is... that? Is it because of Fox? That's because every game that they don't fulfil, they lose money. And obviously, that's also gate receipts taken into account as well. So, okay. you, you that's at least a couple hundred million dollars. And that just kind of, you know, puts our... You know, you know, potential losses into perspective. Like, that's a lot more than the A League would lose by, you know, being shut for a similar period. Um, Sucks to be yeah. them being the most popular sport in the country in your face. Yeah, they, they make a hell of a lot more, but that means they've also got a hell of a lot more to lose. Exactly. And, you know, got a lot more players on more money. And I mean, some of the, the, the pictures are getting around of the Essendon coaching box. I mean, people I've talked about, I do like AFL as well. It's my winter sport that I follow um, at a national level. And the, the Essendon coaches box on the weekend had, there was 
a row of five people, a row of four people, and a row of five people. So there's 14 people in a coach's box. That doesn't include the people down at ground level either. Like, that is, that's probably more people off field staff than we honestly have at Brisbane Raw in the whole entire oh, yeah. club. Like, Percy, were they practicing yeah. social distancing? Uh, look, they look like they'd spread across two um, media boxes, uh, but I'm not quite sure there was a meter and a half between each of them. They would spread out as much as they could. Right. Yeah. Okay. I'm just checking because <laughs> yeah, it, it was... I don't think there's a lot of room in those uh, in those uh, coaching boxes. So, you know, uh, it was the new one. It was the new ones at Adelaide Oval, so um, pretty roomy. But yeah, still, um, yeah. Like, and that's you know, there are a lot of people that will probably lose their jobs in the AFL field because they won't be able to recover for a long time because of how much money it is. And yeah, so it's interesting. It's, it's going to be very interesting to see how, how this plays out. Ben's right. Like the, the impact overseas and we don't really need to get into it, but the impact overseas is huge um, because of how much money is involved. And, you know, we have your sheeper on here is obviously he's a Leeds United fan and they, you know, obviously they're in a prime position to go finally back up the Premier League and that's worth £200 million or whatever it is. Like, that's a huge amount of money that you might not get. And uh, it's and it's just, it's it's honestly, it's when it becomes to this situation where it's too messy and too big for things to stop, then, you know, sport has almost become too big in many ways. So, you know, it might be a bit of a time for people to actually maybe look back and go, oh, maybe we just actually, need to dial is, this back is, just a little bit. But that is I mean, one interesting given five thing, years, I, do, I did listen to again. this week. I think it was one of the podcasts I listened to this week, and they did mention that they've always talked about, you know, the bubble bursting in football, like obviously here in Australia, well, our bubble is well and truly caps, but um, they, you know, everyone says, when is the bubble going to burst? And there's quite a few people that have said that this actually could be where the bubble is forced to burst, like... Like, I mean, they talk about um, in England how literally they will be clubs that may, like we've talked about, we've heard about this season, how Burry died, Bolton nearly died. And um, I would say there's going to be more um, like football. And even in Australia, like, do, do we honestly believe that teams like Central Coast Mariners um, and teams that are going on, even us going on their bread and butter knife, um Will we one hundred and ten percent definitely survive this? It's um, it's all unknown. Mm. Well, that was that was that was going to be my next question: is do you see the start of next season that we'll actually have the the twelve teams that are proposed to enter the league? I don't, Dave, what do you reckon? I don't know. Don't know. Um, I was actually just going to quickly mention mm. on on your point. Now, I think um, Infantino, the the fifth president, actually said that we need to scale. They need to scale back. You know the number of games that are played. It's it's not sustainable, and this is kind of could be the reset. I think I've seen a lot of people, a lot of Twitter accounts, also stuff saying this is the reset that a lot of things need, not just football, but you know a lot of different things. Um, it's I, we, I mean we don't need to go into all the the, the de- this has been reported on ad nauseum by every single media outlet. So I don't think we're really the people to give people advice to, and and information about the mm. coronavirus. That's not. That's not what we're about. People aren't here to hear us talking about that. From the A-League perspective, yeah. though, you, you'd have to ask whether there will... I mean, Central Coast is the obvious one, right? They're, they're the ones that invest as little as possible. Um, yeah. and, and it's reported that Charlesworth has had the club up for sale forever, but they've not actually been able to do a deal that you know will, will cover the sort of costs they need if he does sell it who's he going to sell it to it's going to be to someone that's just going to be 
putting in the minimum again and and do they kind of mm. yeah bother doing that again i actually it's funny talking about central coast because that obviously is something that's happened for a long time even when they were actually flying the central coast never invested heavily they were always at you know, grass level community club probably more so the sort of club that sells players on um to make their money and that's absolutely fine when they stop investing in the structures that get them to that point, that's where they have the issues they've got now. The past six seasons, I actually counted up their totals. The most points they've got in a season is 23. That's less than a point a game over a full season. And they haven't exceeded 23 over six seasons. They're averaging 17.5 points over the last six seasons. That's not even six wins a year. Wow. Right? I did the same, same equation for Brisbane over that time. And this is including this year as well. Um but also this last year where we had 18 points, where we got their average, um, our average for the time is double that, it's 35.3. We've, we've literally got twice as many points over that time than they do. Okay. And we've not pulled up okay. any stumps. You'd imagine what Sydney have done. But with that minimum, if we're talking about Brisbane and Central Coast being those two clubs on that precipice where this whole situation could fuck up the, the owners so bad that it could bankrupt the club... You'd imagine Central Coast is twice as close to that mark than Brisbane, just purely on the fact that they they invest so little. Um, and mm. you'd imagine that's down to the funding that's behind Charlesworth in the main. Um, Brisbane, at the very least, has something behind them. Might not be much, but you know, my volcano. We have. Volcano I mean, the, the back are not. Mud volcano money translates to every sort of currency, so it's um. Yeah, <laughs> they're not poor people, the Backeries, but yeah, I mean, there's, there's and you'd imagine money would be tight coming out of them. You know, there's obviously been ups and downs in how their money has come into our club. Uh, I think the other big one you might be thinking about is Newcastle because Martin Lee, you know, their Chinese owner has had big issues this season in getting funds out yep. to them. And um, as the Trump tariffs hit hard and China's been shut down for a couple of months. Can you, so, imagine, if Tony you, Sage, can imagine. Can you imagine if Tony Sage stole it to his <laughs> cryptocurrency mates? Oh, Can you imagine... <laughs> Perth Glory, uh, Perth Glory would have been bankrupt 20 minutes later, I reckon. <laughs> uh, how has Bitcoin been going in this uh, financial bubble? Let me look it up. Why why yeah, have a find out. What about you, Ben? You reckon right we'll, we'll get the 12? <laughs> MacArthur FC will join Sydney Rovers SC, FC as the list of A-League clubs that started but never was. It's a bold call, and I know that this. I'm putting my neck on the line. I'm calling it. They will not make next season. If if anything, there'll be eleven clubs if everyone survives. Yeah, it's it'll be interesting. I don't even know how deep the pockets at Western United go. Um, because yeah, that's, that's, that's a real like money sink of a situation right now. Like they don't have anyone. Like, you, yeah. you know how Bitcoin's going? Oh, yeah. Okay. So this is a one-month period of time here. That's a bit of a reference. Tw- one month ago, the 25th of February, it was sitting at about $14,000 of Bitcoin. Oh, yeah. It uh, it dropped a little bit over that period of time, had a bit of a slump around about uh, the 7th of March into the 8th of March. It dropped by about $1,200. Um, but shit hit the fan. On the 11th of March, it was about 12200 $52 worth. One day later, it was $7,700 worth. It dropped about four and a half grand in a day. It's recovered a little bit. It's back up to $11,300. But in the space of a month, if you had Bitcoin, 
Well, if you had a Bitcoin, you lost about three grand. Yeah, you know, to be fair, that's about how many banks are going and stuff like that around the league, the world. Yeah. So, you know, it's probably about on. Yeah. All right. Interesting. Anyway. Yeah, now, um, now, now, now we say yeah, we think, um, we say there was um, you know we're not the people to talk to about coronavirus. Um, I did just want to interject with something that literally was posted as um, you know as we spoke. Um, I'll let the player do the talking i'll you know play it for us and um yeah we can give our thoughts on his thoughts first time i've been out properly all day try and keep that one and a half meter distance guys it's fucking hard i tell you everyone just doesn't like self-isolate and you start getting home when i'm running down i see this fucking boot catch excuse your language but there's like 16 17 people here so I say to the girl, oh, well done, groups of 10, yeah? She goes, oh, no, that starts tomorrow. Like the fucking virus starts tomorrow, you fucking stupid idiot. Go. <laughs> 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 oh, that is fantastic. Like the fucking virus starts tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> That was Scotty Mac for people that uh, didn't know by the accent already. Um, but um, yeah, like the virus starts tomorrow, you fucking idiot. Well, he's got a point, yeah? Yeah. I mean, yeah, tell, tell everyone tomorrow, in yeah. Wuhan that the virus starts tomorrow, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like you, 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 you yeah. really have to wonder, don't you? But like you know, I, I think yeah. that that you know, kind of, uh, I think that kind of says says it all about the way that the reaction's been and why we're getting the tougher restrictions that we are and why sports are shutting down. Like if they'd done an early shutdown, I you know, I do think that uh, we may be over the worst of it already. But as the things have been going. Um, yeah, not so much. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's um, that brings. I think that that ties that point together yeah. pretty nicely. So um, yeah. Look, uh, probably the only other thing to talk about with it is, I guess, the other piece of news that was coming through from was that Fox is already probably looking to cut the contract over, you know, through Force Majeure. I think yeah, that's, that's how you right. say that. Um, okay, no, no, no delivery of the product. So uh, I think we were still due to have one payment. Um, apparently Fox pays like quarterly or something like that. Um, so we were still due to have one more payment for this season. So there's a very good chance that they probably withhold that payment. And yeah, look, um, that could be the thing that hits. Look, I guess we do know that A-League clubs generally lose money anyway. So I guess our owners, but it'll put a big hit into the hole if they're not going to get, it was reported to be worth about $900,000 that each club is due still to get from Fox Sports this season. So, you know, that's a big hole in anyone's budget. So yeah, but I think we've already covered that. Um, thing about the only benefit I could see from that is there's obviously been a lot of talk around um, the clubs, and they didn't really want to actually let the clubs fully take over running the league yet because the contract with Fox Sports is with the FFA. So, and that was just really messy, I think, to try and disentangle those bits. And so it was sort of they were proposing to have sort of a separate body. Yeah, it was it was going to get messy basically until the end of that contract, and then start a next contract, but. Yeah, I mean, Fox is going to bleed money um, over the next few days. So, uh, you know, I've already turned off my KO subscription because, well, there's nothing to watch. So why would I keep paying the money? Unfortunately, they took money out only only a week ago. So I've got a little bit of leeway. But, yeah, it's um, that's how it is. So any thoughts on Fox Sports there and how that might go out? Yeah, look, I, I, I certainly reckon that, um, yeah, I certainly reckon that, um, 
um, it may end up being, you know, I don't know, a blessing in disguise because whatever we get from the next Fox deal based on the hashtag metrics that we've performed, um, you know, is, you know, it's, it's likely to be less just because, you know, obviously a lot of that is going to stuff like KO, stuff like the A-League app um, that, you know, is not getting those traditional numbers, you know, for, for um, you know, advertisers and all of that. And because it's not publicly reported on like ratings are, like TV ratings are, you know, all those mm. cord cutters, you know, we just don't know the numbers. You know, obviously Fox and the A-League would have those numbers available, but, you know, that's not publicly reportable information. So, you know, I think that it makes much more sense for an Optus Sport or similar to pick up um, as the primary broadcaster. But are they going to then, you know, be doing the broadcasting of it? Because, I mean, that's the that's the benefit of a Fox Sports is they had all of the broadcast equipment. They had all of that stuff, you know, there to go. Are they going to, you know, basically be you know, investing in all that equipment and doing a proper broadcast job here in Australia, you know, that I think is doubtful because, you know, that's a big investment to make. Um, you know, Fox and might... Fox stuff going cheap. Yeah, that's that's right. So, you know, they, they may very well, but, you know, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's certainly going to be an interesting time and it's going to be interesting to see what the, what the broadcast mix is um, going forward going forward and you know whether we retain you know a free-to-air element whether a free-to-air network you know wants it for content because i mean you know uh, obviously it's a lot of hours of sporting content a week and you know with no afl you know nrl you know ratings because i mean you know seven nine you know their advertisers have got to be you know absolutely devastated by this as well you know they they would have had contracts in place with those networks with however many hours of broadcast content to to farm for that so it's going to be very interesting to see you know i think that the the a-league you know counterintuitively enough might actually be more appealing to -to free-to-air networks just because those free-to-air networks might have massive holes in their uh, budgets to fill hmm could be interesting. Um, I think I do know that it's actually there's a lot of third party equipment goes into running the actual like video recording of the games. Um, so you know Fox could probably contract those people, but you still got to employ a bunch of people to be like your producers and you know obviously I mean they could get probably so they, they could pick up most of the Fox current Fox football crew to become the commentary team. Now hopefully maybe minus one or two. Um, not going to mention any names. <clears throat> Meredith, uh, he's not even said there anyway. Uh, I know. Oh, hey, Ben, know. by the way, have you seen his uh, new Twitter? I have, yeah. No, it's very interesting. Yeah. Have you seen Have you seen much of it? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just leave that there. Yeah, all right, fantastic. Um, yeah, so, you know, and it's it could be the chance. It could be the chance for the A-League to actually maybe be bold, take on the recording, you know, rights themselves, and then... Yeah, you know, here it is. Here's a here's a pre-done product, and sell it off. You know, and sell it off, and maybe that's a better way to actually get make more money. You know, develop their own app in house. I think uh, Major League Baseball does that. You know, you can turn that very profitable. Obviously, Major League Baseball is a much bigger operation than the A League, but there are options there, and, and so it could be the time to really become, 
you know, flexible about this and, For sure. and smart. And, and, so, and, 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 and I think all... that, you know, obviously you've also got the NBA model, which is that it's local broadcasters. Obviously, that's not so much the case here because they're all, they're all national broadcasters. But, you know, if the individual clubs were to take hold of it and basically sub-license, you know, um, out the, you know, so it's basically you know, all but the commentary team is, you know, local people, you know, that might be appealing as well. So, you know, I, I, there's a lot of different ways they can do it and I'll, I'll be interested to see, you know, how they do it. Mm, absolutely. Uh, the W League Grand Final did happen over the weekend as well in front of a, an empty Amy Stadium and Melbourne City ran out 1-0 winners over Sydney FC to claim the title and finish the season undefeated. Uh, Steph Catley with the only goal. Uh, any thoughts on that, Dave? Oh, I mean, it, no, no one's surprised at the result. Hey, the city was always going to win it. It's just mm. surprising that it was as close as it was. The the goal was um, mm. it was probably the scrappiest goal you'd imagine the city was ever going to score to get it. It wasn't, you know, the the swift backing stuff that they would normally get. You know, middle Steph Catley is a quality player. She got deflection on the way through. The wrong foot of the keeper in the end. So. Um, they did what they needed to do. They only had the draw against Newcastle at the start of the season and won every game since. That's, I mean, best team yeah. in the league by far. Not much you can do about it. Um, I did correctly predict Sydney to get through to that game, though, so I'm happy enough with that. <laughs> Fair enough. That's a good call. That was a good call. You're the only one that I made was, that in the tipping, so that was, was a good call by you. Yeah, yeah. I don't think you can say too much about it. Well done, Rado Vidicic as well, obviously, former ex-Raw manager. Um, for well, a short time, the, um, anyway, in Rado, we trust. The coughing fit he had on the sideline during that game? Ooh, yeah. Hell. Maybe he's going to get checked with coronavirus, mm-hmm. that guy. <laughs> Sorry, that's bad taste. <laughs> a little bit, Dave, a little bit. But, you know, I hope he goes and gets a test if he does. I've got the symptoms as well. Rado, Rado, we trust. Yeah. In Rado, we trust, absolutely. So, well done to Melbourne City there. Congratulations. So, well and truly deserved winners are there uh, as well. Uh, a little bit closer to home in the women's game is uh, that now Kellen Knight has been announced that she's off to Sweden to play Christian Stats in the Swedish league. Um, ben, do you know much about Christian Stats in the, in the Swedish <laughs> well, power, league? No, no, I don't. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say power. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I don't know anything about them, to be honest. Um, but, um, look, I think, it's a, I think it's a good move uh, for, for her. I, I think that... Um, She's certainly good enough to play in a, you know, um, you know, women's Premier League or you know similar standard competition. She obviously has before in Germany, and um, yeah, I, 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 yeah, obviously she's after a, a different challenge, a you know, year-round contract, and um, yeah, she's certainly going to get it up there. So, you know, all the best to her, and um, yeah, hopefully they have a better. Um, better Champions League coefficient up there than um, than we do down here. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I'm not quite sure what's... Are they a league that plays uh, from 2013, promotion relegation? Yeah, I was just trying to read up very quickly and see if what sort of structure they play um, and whether that might be compatible with them um, coming back and playing the W League. Next You'd imagine season, they'd be so, similar to Norway uh, but and um, the other Scandinavian leagues, but I don't think that would have been her um, you know, primary motivation. 
Yeah. Well, certainly the leagues are named as just a single season, so it's a 2020 season, so that would probably lead it to being, um, yeah, operating over the summer. So that might be that she yeah. could come back. Um, so, but obviously, Alicia, yes, she has a contract, but and there's in we've already been talking about in the current state, pretty hard for her to get over there at the moment. So she may Indeed. be waiting a little bit. I don't think it matters. Mm. I just stop playing to... football for a little bit too, so I don't think it really makes too much of a difference. Yeah, that's it. That's it. So, you know, well, at least congratulations to her and hopefully she can at least do something over there. And probably the last little bit of news is the Olympics have officially been pushed back to 2021. I do like that it's uh, going to be still called Tokyo 2020 because that's what the copyright is and it's too hard to try and rename everything because they've already printed all the signage and the um, advertising. Um, some, uh, someone else absolutely trademarked 20, tra- uh, Tokyo 2021. <laughs> Yeah, probably. Um, I do like that it was thanks to a bloke called Dick Pound that uh, the uh, world found out that the Tokyo Olympics Dick. were getting pushed back by a year he, officially. Good uh, old Dick Pound. He's been around for years, mate. I think we mentioned him on the show before. Yeah. I think we might have too. I feel like Dick Pound's made it on the show. I feel like before. Dick Pound was around it's definitely with a name during right. the Sydney Olympics and got a bit of a mention by Ryan H.G. during was, the dream. In my head, all I've got is um, <laughs> one of them saying Dick Pound and Jack Rogg. Um, and all that sort of stuff. But, um, Prizer, you've just got me thinking. I know it's a totally random thought. is isn't even related to football, but, hey, we've become that type of podcast. Um, the Olympic flame has made its way to uh, Tokyo. Um, you've really got me thinking. Are they just going to sit the Olympic flame in um, isolation for, um, like, nine months and then just... I, I can answer can, that. Wait, you can answer that. I can. Yeah, I heard today. They're just, it's just going to... Yeah. Because it's made for Tokyo, yeah? It's just going to be sitting there burning. Because they, yeah. they, they, they cancelled the rest of the trips. Yeah. They cancelled the rest of its tour and it was only yeah, in and It's just going to be in a, wherever it's uh, going to be. They might, I don't know, they might put it somewhere where it's prominent and they can see it or whatever, but it's just going to, oh, they're just going to keep it burning. I missed that news. Good to hear. Yeah. So, so what, they, what they've actually done is they've taken it to the <laughs> Fukushima uh, nuclear reactor. <laughs> oh. Ben. <laughs> <laughs> The Olympic flame can become the light at the end of this tunnel. Really, Uh, the Olympic flame will stay in Japan as a symbol of commitment and a symbol of hope. Uh, For symbolic reasons, we keep it. This is great content, Rossi. This is great content. (laughs) This is really great content about the Olympic flame. But uh, yes, there we go. The Olympic flame. Yes. Uh, the good news is that we won't have to re-qualify. So everyone that is currently qualified for the Olympics is, uh, will definitely have a place at the next Olympics. I didn't think that'll change. About the only thing that will probably be argued about is if it stays an under-23 tournament or does it maybe say become an under-24 tournament so that those that were due to be allowed to be You would, ima- you would imagine so, that that's um, going to be allowed because, you know, uh, it, this is so unprecedented. You'd want the players that have qualified and gone through the whole thing with the view to playing at that Olympics. Yeah, this is a force majeure. It's not going to be. Um, I'd, I'd imagine that they that leeway will be provided. As well, you would also yeah. imagine that the next Olympics after that is still going to be twenty twenty four, right? They're not going to. Oh no! Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, not, they're, they're not. They're not going to change that, that year, back. right? Yeah. So, so anyone no, that no. should have been under twenty threes for them would still be under twenty threes for them. So yeah. it would absolutely make sense to make an under twenty fours. It has no impact going down the line. No. Uh, it. It's it's a one-off, and yeah, I'm just, just going to say as well. I it's a, it, and I say this because yeah. being the massive Olympic Games nut that I am, like I, I will, I don't know what I'm going to do for my, those two weeks. But it's Olympic football. It is on, honestly, it's one of the few things that probably 
can matter the least at times at the Olympics. And so, I'm, tell that to Messi. Not to Messi. Mm. Tell but, that um, to Lionel Messi. He had a big one with Barcelona when he went to the uh, Olympics back in 2008. Because it was right I, at the start I, of their season. I'm not sure actually what, what I interjected your point yeah. on there, Dave. I apologise. I was too busy with going for orange. Um, what were you saying then? You were saying... <laughs> I was, were you just saying it's it's, it's pointless? Uh, it's, it's not important in football. For players like Messi and even even Brazil, right, when they when they went the last World Cup, it's important. It's super important for them because, I mean, Barcelona's a great example with Messi. Messi already made his name. Everyone knew who he was. He was one of the best players in the world. Um, you probably see something similar with, um, what's his name, Frenchman. Um, uh, Mbappé. Yeah, PSG bloke. Mbappé, yeah. What's that? Yeah, Mbappé. Oh, Mbappé, thank you. Um, probably a similar sort of story with him. They see it as a... As a, as a trophy, that you're not going to get a chance to win all the time. These are players that mm. will want to win, and they want to win everything, right? Messi wanted to win that. He put his, you know, a pretty big argument with Barcelona to go and made sure he went. Um, Mbappe will probably do something similar, in all honesty. He'll probably be like, yeah, I'm going to go to this, and PSG will be like, yeah, nah. And he'll be like, nah, yeah, and because they're all Aussies now. And, um, and, and <laughs> he'll end up going to Tokyo for it because it's a trophy he'll want to win. So it's it's big football still because it only comes around once every four years. You only can only play in it so often. I, I think you'll I think that they'll they'll still treat it as, as big as it should be. And rightfully so. It's not like it's jammed into every single year's worth of calendar like, you know, the third tier European league that they're trying to bring to no, there was a there was a reason for me interjecting with that yeah, exactly. to do with you at know. least, you know bring it down to um, the reality of things, but my my interjection argument didn't go anywhere. But you are right, it is important because it only happens four years. And But we all know one player that will never get a chance to play Olympic Games football, and that is Danny Vukovic. That feels like a good, good point to end there on that one. Oh. He might be our, one of our overplayed players. You never know. You never know. Right for not, I think that's is... right for not um, practicing social distancing with Mark Shield. <laughs> That's it. You know, look, if he'd gone for a fist bump instead of a high five, as we've learnt in these times, it is very important that for the non-transfer of germs, that that's what you do. So, you know, it's uh, it was a very smart decision by the FFA. They're ahead of the curve on, um, you know, protecting each other from germs and self-isolating. So, yeah, and social distancing. 12 years yeah. Anyway, I reckon... That will do us for the news. You know, we, we've, we might just have a little break and we might come back with a little bit of going for orange. O-R-A-N-G-E. That spells orange easy as can be. O-R-A-N-G-E. That spells orange most definitely. Right, let's get stuck into going for orange. The green fucking dinosaur himself has decided to step up to the plate and try and stump us today. So take it away, Yoshiba. All righty, it's all here. Just to stump big old Benny boy over there. Uh, the scores, um, as per um, current uh, football season, have been scratched because the uh, points no longer matter. Uh, that is basically me saying I have no idea what the points are and we will find out. And who knows, maybe we might add it into the postseason show or whatever that might be. But... Uh, first question is, everyone apart from Ben, are you ready? Yes. Ben, 
Are you ready to feel your soul die? Uh, sure. Okay. All right. No, it's, it's already dead. This, this should be an interesting one. All right. So, first things first. Number one, I was born in 24th of March, 1981. Hmm. Bob Malcolm. So, your name was 39 yesterday. Pricey, incorrect. 39 yesterday. Who's had a birthday? Shit, shit. <laughs> Daniel McBrain. Incorrect, Dave. Oh. Let's move. Uh, nah, pass. Okay. Number two. My parents were a Mauritian father and an Italian mother. Alright, so that's got to be a furphy. That's uh, a moment, Doctor. Incorrect, Dave. Yeah, fair enough. Jonathan Brew. Incorrect, Ben. Um, pass. What was the father? Uh, Mauritian. Mauritian father. Oh, from, okay, yep. Number three, I played in the UEFA Cup against such clubs as Bordeaux, Feyenoord, Schalke, Fernsev... Oh, God, I hate this fucking Hungarian French team. Uh, the Italian team, Ferraris. Yeah, that one. Yeah, Toshiba, not, not pronouncing good, needs waste turn of trade removed. Uh, and scored a goal against Portuguese club, Sporting Club Braga. Hmm. So... Played for a club against, that was against such clubs. Against yeah, such but, clubs. but but played for a middling club because it was the UEFA Cup, not Europa League. Okay. Paul Eiffel. Incorrect, Brassy. Um. William Gallas. Incorrect, Dave. He could have played against all those guys in that league. You don't know. <laughs> um, uh, what's his? F- the, give me a sec. Um, the dude. No, Google him. John Curtis. Incorrect. Ben. Number four. One of my footballing seasons prematurely ended after I suffered a suspected ruptured Achilles tendon. Woodgewer. Incorrect, Dave. Oh, Sibon? Gerald Sibon? Incorrect. Pricey. Injured player. Uh, Import. Uh, Oh, God. Uh, You didn't know it was an import. I'm going to guess that he's an import. No, uh, no, pass. No, I just want to check Yeshiba. He has played 28 league games. Yes, Yeshiba, Yeshiba has not made that mistake again. Yeshiba picked above the line of 20. Yes, excellent. Definitely 20. All right, so incorrect, Ben. Number it's five. Hang on, 20. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. Wait, pass above was incorrect? I love above, that guy. <laughs> it's above the bay of 20. Above the bay of 20. <laughs> Uh, number five, I made 18 appearances for my national team, scoring one goal. Ooh. 
Oh. Shot in the dark here. Francis Jeffers. Incorrect, Ben. But I like Carl Valeri. Sorry, sorry, Dave. Carl, Carl Valeri. Incorrect. Oh, not a Mauritian father. That's ridiculous, Dave. Incorrect, Dave. Um, um, pass. Incorrect, Prussia. All right. <laughs> I just yeah, like saying incorrect when you pass. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Number six. I became one of my footballing club's 100th full international players. So I was the centenary full international player for one of my club sides. As in the 100th player for that club to have represented their country? Yes. Yeah, I should have explained that a bit better. So 100. Well, well, playing at that club. Right. Okay. So it's not an A League club that that's referring to. <laughs> no. <laughs> 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 It'll get easier as it goes on. Don't feel like I've left you entirely up the creek. Okay. Oh. Pass for me. Diego Castro, now. All right. <laughs> Incorrect, Pricey and Dave. Um, now I'm thinking another direction. Alex Wilkinson. Incorrect, Ben. Just checking. Can you guys still hear me? Yes. yes. Yeah. No, I just, I just had, I realised during this whole time doing the broadcast remotely, my notification noises do cause issues with the, um, the podcast. But that's good. I'm still here. All right. Number seven. I made three hundred and. Oh. Sorry, I stopped because I could hear background noise. Number seven. I made three hundred and sixty-eight career appearances, scoring twenty goals. So you did go a little bit funny there. 368 appearances, 20 goals. Oh, uh, yeah. So I made 368 career appearances, scoring 20 goals. So he's a striker. <laughs> yeah, he's the sort of striker the A-League would get, yes. He's Massimo, <laughs> he's Massimo Macaroni. Or, um, oh, no, he'd be... Uh, he'd be uh... um, anyway. Is, I can't remember his first name. Is it Arroyo? Uh, I would need an official player's name. Oh, the bloke from Newcastle, whatever his first fucking name is. Shithead. <laughs> yeah, Shithead Arroyo. <laughs> There's only one Arroyo ever in the league. I'm pretty sure it's, if it's him, it's him. If it's not, it's not. I'm sorry, Dave. I will need the response in an actual full player's name. Uh, I'll, I'll go the other guy of that nationality. I'll go Yairo Yao. Incorrect, Ben. No, I'm good. I'm. No, I don't have anyone. Right, Hang on. Let me give you that full name because fuck, I want that to be the uh, Abadal Arayal. Incorrect. It's not him. Incorrect, Dave. Incorrect, Price. Why would you do that to me? <laughs> uh, I'm liking making you sweat. I'm liking this. This is this is what I've been wanting this whole time, and it's going to be brewing at the end. All right, number eight. This is a long one. After suffering a head injury in my career, which required 12 stitches, I wore a protective headband. I rejected plastic surgery to avoid losing my place in my team, saying, I can't see myself going for surgery at the moment because I've got bigger things to worry about than getting this sorted. 
Patrick Kidsnorbo. I knew I should have put that further down the line, but yes, Ben, you were correct. That was yes. Well done, I remember that story. I, it, I was, it, was he playing for Leeds at the time? He was. He was playing for Leeds. That's yeah. I. That will go yeah. into one of my points further down the bottom. Yes, I was. I should have put that further down. I wasn't yeah. sure you'd get that, but nice. Yeah, it was. Take it. it was the the legend Patrick Kisnorbo, because of course, in a few seconds. So I'll go on with the rest of my clues. Number nine was in one of my debut seasons for one of my clubs. I won both the award for player of the season and player's player award. Number 10, my teammates had included Alan Mabry, Alex McCarthy, Bruno Ingotti, John Aloisi, Mark DeVries, Paddy McCarthy, Richard Naylor, and Shane Stefanuto. Number 11, I played my senior <laughs> career for Hearts, Ipswich Town, the mighty Leeds United, Leicester City, Melbourne City, and South Melbourne. So, of course, Patrick is a true and true Leeds, Leeds boy. I played against Manchester United in a fixture where it was described that I bolted the door against the assaults of Wayne Rooney and Dimit- Dimitar Berbatov, after which I was described as a hero. Number 13, my season-ending suspected ruptured Achilles tendon mentioned earlier ended my dreams of playing in the 2010 World Cup. Number 14, I played international football versus China, Denmark, Ghana, Iraq, Oman, Republic of Ireland, South Korea and Uruguay. Number 15, I've been a youth, women's and male coaching staff member. And number 16, if none of you knew that, you would have got it. On Friday night, I was a temporary on-field manager of an A-League team due to COVID-19 fears for my head coach. Yes, the answer for that one was the mighty Patrick Kiersnobo. Nice work, Ben. Yeah. Well done, Ben. I'm sure. But remember, leading one nil, baby. Right. Remember, yo, remember, Nate said at the start, the points don't matter. So, what else? Oh, excellent! I didn't <laughs> realise that we're going with that. Whose line is it anyway? The points didn't yeah. matter until now. This was the grand final. <laughs> I don't remember hearing that. No, I don't remember no, agreeing in that. Look, in all honesty, my, you'll hear from my lawyers. In all honesty, we'll try and find <laughs> the uh, we'll try and find the points for going for orange and. Um, because do you think we might have it going for Orange possibly in the um, end of season shows or um, leave that out? Who knows? We'll see. Who knows? I don't even know what our next show is going to be or where it's gonna, when it's going to be yet. So, um, you know, we'll work that out. At this point, it's going to be on Mars at this point with the way the world's going. <laughs> so. Exactly. Exactly. We might just have a whole episode where everyone brings a going for Orange and that's just an episode. That could be a thing. A going for Orange 11. Yeah. A going for Orange 11. Oh, <laughs> By the way, that going for orange just took like 12 minutes. So, yeah, it'll be a really long episode if we have a whole 11 of going for oranges. <laughs> anyway, anyway. Hashtag uh, content. Hashtag content. That's right. There's like 73 clues, so it's okay. Yeah, exactly. We'll at least really get one of them right. Um, <laughs> so uh, let's move on to at least uh, there was probably just one little thing from PK League that needed to be t- turned up. I mean... Yeah, we saw that fans turn up to games they couldn't get into. But I think the Central Coast Mariners versus versus um, Melbourne, City. Melbourne City game on the Friday night before our before yeah it was before our game wasn't it? Yeah. Um, it really lived up to you know the image that is the A League and especially a Central Coast yeah. Mariners game. You know they are the masters of it as we know. So 
it was essentially like a living David Squires cartoon. You obviously had no fans in the stand. The Central Coast Mariners fans were getting drunk on a bridge that, which goes over the river there um, on Gosford um, because you can see, because it's high enough to you can actually see into the ground. So I think there's a few Mariners fans up there so they can actually see the game. But the one, obviously, Melbourne City fan that turned up, he's went and stood on the edge of the ground, ripped a little bit of a hole in the... Sh- um, what is that stuff called? The shake cloth that sort of blocks you from looking in through the fence and was just waving his hand through the, <laughs> through and, the ground. And fearing, apparently. It's a fish shake. And fish shake. Remember? Yeah. That fish shake. Yeah. Oh, a bit of fish shaking. And, uh, and then you also did have Marvin, their mascot, did appear, saying that no one could stop Marvin uh, before five minutes later getting escorted out, which I imagine was a setup, and that was a great little piece of a setup. Can, I just, and, can I just say on Marvin, those little videos that popped out last week of Marvin, they were fucking gold. That... Someone in that Central Coast Mariners um, back room knows how to lightly band- dance. That was that was good. Mm. Yeah, and, I agree. And, I do and, and, agree. And look, pan- panda panda cheese commercials are definitely um, you know ripe for you know ripe for youth. So uh, yeah, well done to them. Mm. Yeah, you have to give them credit for that and of course it was all just topped off by the usual really shit central coast mariners defense just doing what they do best and conceding goals so you know it, it was really peak a league that sort of game maybe it'd be the last ever a league game who knows ever no it the, game the golden boot with a hat trick against central coast <laughs> yeah that's true he is actually the golden boot leader even though they've played what three more games than hey, sydney it counts uh, last ever of course last ever a league game ever uh, well, no, that'll go. That'll be actually that Newcastle City game on Monday night. No, no, I yeah, mean, Stevie UG actually just won the league for Newcastle's last goal wins. Yeah, last goal wins. Yeah, and they and they hold on to the. Um, I think I saw. You know, if if you think that Sydney FC had the trophy at the start of the season, and you follow who beats them. Um, was it us that actually has the trophy? Yeah, Newcastle. No. Was it us? No, that was Jamie Stewart, right there, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> oh, thanks. Hey, Jamie. <laughs> Yeah, it's Brisbane. So we, we are the champions then, but on that trophy. So, and that's the most, that's the best way to decide these things. Hey, yes, guys, yeah. hey guys, one thing. While I'm mm. sitting here, I'm going through my podcast, updating my lists. I've got some um, ideas for a uh, postseason show. Oh yeah, just tell everyone while we're on the show there. Yeah, Go just tell everyone. Yeah, this is um, oh, yeah, enthralling yeah, content yeah. right now. Um, this is now a production meeting. It's, it's, <laughs> a, it's a Leeds United podcast, and episode ninety-seven of the Talking Shuts podcast is Champions League quiz. Uh, so we're going to have a uh, show all about our um, successful Asian Champions League uh, uh, adventures. Oh, can you name? Can you name all six goal? Can you name all the goal scorers from our six-nil loss <laughs> that is described as the? Uh... No. No, no, no. Can you name the three players? Can you name the three players that missed in the penalty shootout against Buran? Oh, I know one was Bruce. But can uh... you name the full lineup against Ceres Negros? (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, can you name Shannon Brady's number? What was the actual number that fell off Botiak's back? (laughs) I was, I was going to say, can you actually pinpoint the exact physical degree of the number hang off Botiak's jersey. <laughs> 73. How, how many Chinese and Argentinian fans did we piss off when we beat uh, Carlos Tevez in Beijing? Yeah. What? what if that's still the most like tweet, retweeted tweet by the club? <laughs> it has to be, yeah. It's got to be. It's got to be. <laughs> 
great. Uh, that might be some good content. Um, <laughs> yeah. So that was because all the expressions and more. Yeah. Uh, Dave, where did the tipping end up, mate? How did that end up uh, at the uh, uh, at the current? Look, at the, the, current um, what's the current situation? Because it may not be over. Don't dream it's over well, yet. Let me let me tell you guys about the last week's results first. Because we got to start with that. We'll get into the mm. final scores in a bit. But last week we had. Um, We'll start from the bottom to the top. Uh, Nate, fantastic effort with your single tip. <laughs> you backed Brisbane to beat Newcastle and you got it right. Everything else was, was off the mark, but hey, you got a point. Well done. No no donuts for you. I, I did, I did um, say I was going to I did say I was going to um, I was going to uh, words failing me. I was going to protest and not get a tip right until uh, both Fowler and Poray addressed the uh, the Twitter debacle, and I stood by my. Uh... And then you went back to Brisbane. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, Pricey, you got two by backing Melbourne City back to back. Yes. Uh, and men's and women's, um, you failed to get them when you backed them against Newcastle. So you went to City three times in <laughs> yeah. one week. I know. It's. Uh, I feel like I was a Melbourne Heart fan for for the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> You're channeling in Melbourne Heart. Yeah. Um, myself, Rick, and the listeners all tipped three. Uh, ben and Dan both got four this week. Yeah. So congratulations to you, room, guys. Now that leaves the total scores with Nate, Mr. Yoshiba, on sixty-seven points. Twenty, uh, so nineteen points clear of that in second last. Other listeners, eighty-six points. Poor showing um, listeners, really. Yeah, the listeners have been poor this season. I mean, off. last season yeah. are challenging for it. Yeah, real, real drop. I mean, they're not. I mean, they're not. They're not Nate bad, but they're also not Dan good. So you know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Neither of any of us, to be fair. Um, ben, Ben, you're in. Uh, what does that make you? One, two, three, four, five, fifth. Four. You're in fifth on eighty-nine points. Nice. Pricey and Rick, both equal third, third and fourth equally, uh, on 90 points, one point ahead of Ben. Uh, one point ahead of you guys is me. I'm on 91. I'm in second. And 10 points clear, that is two full A-league rounds, is mm. Dan, who raises the bat with his tongue, 101 points. Um, I would probably suggest that's going to be the final standings. I don't foresee this happening again. Um, if it does, of course, we'll... I mean, we could just protest it, say they shouldn't be playing. We don't want to tip anymore. We just can't call that the result. I don't know about you guys, but I think that's probably all right. Yeah, I don't. I think the season's null and void, and um, there is no tipping winner. Very clear, that's right. obvious it, to make the decision. Everybody wins. Everybody wins, and no one. Well, no one can get. No one. We are unable to provide donuts, so you know we can't yeah, have say, our donuts. Social, social distancing, just to kind of give you guys an idea in terms of where the donuts sit. Social distancing has prevented five of us. From having to pay for donuts. <laughs> so Ben, Dan, myself, Rick and Yeshiva, all on one, Pricey and the listeners on zero. So, you know, if it wasn't for social distancing, Pricey would be getting a whole bunch of donuts and everyone else would be paying for them. So Yeah, well, that's a hell of a lot of donuts and I'd have to eat. And that's probably good God for my health for, uh, I don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> thank God for doing remote records, eh, hey, guys? Yeah, absolutely. Big um, shout well, out well, to we can always, we can those always take away our own. Yeah. That's true. Oh, we're going to buy them. Pricey gets none then. That's even better. Perfect. Wait, what? This is the worst. <laughs> that works. Shout out to everyone that got perfect rounds this uh, this season. Uh, ben got two dub rounds uh, perfect. Uh, Dan with a dub and an A-League round perfect. Uh, same with myself. I got a dub and an A-League round perfect. Pricey and Rick with a, a dub round each. Uh, the listeners with two dub rounds. Uh, Nate. 
sorry, mate. You're with 67 points on the board. You obviously didn't get any perfect rounds. But, um, uh, but hey, you got the donuts. It's a complete yeah, surprise. I never would have expected it. All those times, all those times I, I didn't tip Sydney FC. Yeah. You're a dub champion, mate. You should be all over that. I, I learned my lesson not nah, tipping Sydney I FC. Was, I was yeah. well and truly out of it this season. I uh, Too many draws, not enough Sydney FC, and too much Central Coast Mariners. That's my downfall. Actually, I'm yes. just going to throw in I actually get the most perfect runs because I actually tipped a perfect uh, final series for the dub. So um, I actually get three perfect rounds, and you will owe me donuts. So there you go. Yeah, well, you'll have to come here and get them. <laughs> hey, just deliver them to my house. It's all right. Yeah, yeah. I'll just leave them on your doorway, mate. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I just, I just won't tell you when they're there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Nice. So, if you do want to get involved with us here, we are of course at the Rawcast on on Twitter, and that's where we put up the Twitter polls. So, if we do happen to have any more games that we can tip, that's where they'll be. Um, Facebook.com/slash the Rawcast, obviously, as well. This podcast jumps up on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Radio Public, uh, Google Podcasts. But it's just had a nice little interface upgrade. Just thought I'd chuck that out there. Apparently, Breaker and Overcast, which we keep saying, which we have no idea what they are, but you know, it's on our little rundown, so we keep saying them. Um, and that's probably about it, except we've got a little trade oh, break, for you. Sorry, breaking news, breaking news. I'm sorry if I missed it, but breaking news. Um, Central Coast has beaten uh, French side Troyes in the Ultimate Quarantine Tournament, um, the online FIFA tournament uh, organised by. Uh, uh, Latin Orient, isn't it? Yeah. So Central Coast have progressed 3 0 um, ah. in that one. I saw it from the first round. I think Adelaide were the only one of the four A-League teams in it that lost. Um, I think Sydney FC and Melbourne City also progressed. So, or no, is it Victory? Yeah, no, Maybe four, not. Four clubs, yeah. No, four clubs made it through. I'm pretty sure there's four in the thing. I think I'm pretty sure Adelaide made it through. No, someone lost to Wolves. Ah, uh, yes, Adelaide lost Wolves, yeah. yes. Um, yes. Just, just so you guys know, the goal scorers, De Silva, Stensness, and Matt Simon. Matt Simon Whoa. making his mark on French football. <laughs> wow, what a time to be alive. <laughs> um, did, we, did we actually mention A League memes um, losing to the Socceroos in um, Connect Four on Twitter, and then a full? Did we mention it only in the pregame, or did we actually mention it on the show? We just mentioned a pre-show, but you should absolutely talk about it right now. Yeah, we should absolutely should. So, yeah, if you're not if you're not across this, this is great because A League memes has been firsting a few of the clubs in um, Connect Four, losing most of them because they're rubbish. The manager needs to be sacked right now. What are you doing, A League memes board? Get your act together. It is unacceptable. Anyway, they've been losing to most of them on uh, Twitter. They actually went and posted the Socceroos Twitter account. The Socceroos then, of course, <laughs> took and made it a whole match rundown and put it up on the proper Socceroos website, including highlights of the tweets and the pivotal moments of the game. And just to even top it off, just a little bit more, they even sent out a push notification to the My Football app people who subscribe to following Socceroos News. <laughs> like, huh? it, was a, it was a Twitter Connect War game. <laughs> um, just uh, just for, for random shout outs, hey, Gundurga. Anyway, carry on. <laughs> yeah, happy exactly. birthday, Durga. Yeah, happy birthday, Durga. <laughs> you loser. Um, <laughs> I think they redeemed themselves. I think they beat the ladies' league um, today, so uh, they've uh, they've at least vaguely redeemed themselves. Hey, gee, the, the ladies' league, um, ladies' did, uh, did a, a Twitter press conference to to in response to their loss. So get on there to have a look at how they how they answered the hard questions. Yeah, look, you know, big 
big moment, yeah, big inflection point for the ladies league, really. Um, you know, board needs to make a move there and uh, just unacceptable results, really, losing to such a poor performing um, outfit as the A League memes is, really. That's uh, just unacceptable. Latest, latest out of the uh, out of the ladies league is that uh, the, the Connect Four players have full support of the board. Oof. Oof. Oh, well, well, that's uh, only a matter of time, man. Only a matter of time. All right. <laughs> is there anything else, Brandon, we want to mention? Because otherwise we might just end with a little treat that Dave has prepared and uh, just a real flashback treat as well. So for our long-time listeners, I'm sure they'll love the return of this section. Yeah. Yeah, look, uh, we haven't done a Royal Class 11 for a little while. And, and you know what? I was just looking around through the stats during the show. This is all made up during the show too. Uh, and notice that we've actually had 12 red cards this year or 12 players with red cards. One man has actually had three red cards. Everyone else had one, but 12 well players done. with red cards. Not too well bad in the season that's been shortened. Um, yeah, that's... So, yeah, Delbridge. So, uh, yeah, well, Delbridge. Don't freaking mention it yet. I've got to get to that, right? I've got to oh, name sorry. the captain, and he's the captain. Um, <laughs> we'll start with... There's no goalkeepers, right? So I've gone with the player that's the most versatile to play goals because he plays everywhere else on the pitch. Why not? So Lee Broxton's in goals. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. I think that's only fair. Uh, we've gone with, because there's a significant number of defenders, we've gone with, a, a you know, the five-man back line with the wing back. I thought that was reasonable too. So um, uh, we've got Ryan Grant and Georgievski as our, as our wing backs. Fair. Quality. Quality. The, uh, the, the three centre backs is, um, uh, is Alex Grant from Perth, um, Hoogland yeah. from Melbourne Vitry, and Scotty Neville. Oh, yeah. Quality. Quality back uh, three. Yeah, not bad back three, is it? Um, the holding midfielder uh, is our captain, um, Harrison Delbridge, really? um, with three red cards. He's earned that. He, he put the effort in to get three red cards and make sure he got the got the captain's armband, so well done to him. Um, Tim Payne from Wellington, he's uh, he's kind of the, the midfielder, the advanced midfielder, I suppose, on this side. We'll, I'll show you kind of why it's an advanced midfielder, I suppose, were. Norman midfielder, but he's he's in there. Um, our attacking wingers. Now I've ha- I've repurposed a couple of wing backs here for this purpose. We've got uh, Ryan Strain from Adelaide mm. and uh, Libby Kakache from Wellington. Um, they're kind of they're kind of our wingers in this case because they can both play in the in a in an attacking formation there. So I thought that'd be a reasonable sort of shout. Um, and again, although he's not a striker, because there's no strikers unbelievably in this spot. Um, the attacking the attacking midfielder playmaker uh, Alex Barmyhan, um is our striker. Now there is twelve players that got red cards, so I had to leave somebody out. And Melbourne Victory fans will be quite happy to see that Dobras still got left out of this side. So um, <laughs> that is your uh, that is your naughty boys eleven, uh, and that's probably not a bad way to to round things off for. Uh, uh, for this episode, at the very least. And if you don't social distance, you are also a naughty boy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Please social distance yourself from Scotty McDonald when he's on his runs while trying to keep fit. Yeah. yeah. It starts from tomorrow. It starts tomorrow, yeah. That's all right. So we're going to maximise now. Yeah. yeah it's just crazy. Crazy. <laughs> all right. Thank you very much for that. That'll all about do us. Thank you very much for doing a going for just No week trouble at all. Um, thank you, Ben, for getting it half off. Getting it half off. Oh, God. That just this podcast definitely needs to end. That distortion back was terrible. I <laughs> yes, thank you very much, Ben. I... Thank you, gents. Yeah, no, it's uh, I've been outside for the whole podcast, so uh, <laughs> yeah, a few noises. Sorry about that, listeners. 
That's all right. Look, it's all part of the experience, isn't it? And thank you very much, Dave. Well, thank you, Pricey, and thank you for uh, for letting Jamie have a, a bit of a, a say in the random moments in that towards the end of the show there as well. I'm sure oh, she'll know, be credited just... on the episode as well. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. That's um, what it is now. And, and of course, you can, and all listeners can well, now look forward to it. Wait, 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 wait. And thank you, Pricey, for joining us as well. Oh, thank you, Dave. Thank you. It's been my and, pleasure. And, 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 and I miss you. Oh, I miss you too. We've been too much social distancing between us. It's, it's, it's been hard. You know me, I like to cuddle and you're there for me, so you know. Yeah, and it's usually without pants, as Price generally does the (laughs) podcast, so uh, at least one thing is consistent. Oh, look, the great thing about the social distancing is I never have to have pants on, and it's uh, it's the best. Um, One one thing for me before we all go as well, I'm sure we're we're all about to say this as well, but um, everyone, seriously, do stay safe. Um, Make sure you do social distance properly don't do any trips to bondi beach or get of course as well get near scott mcdonald's runs um stay safe remember um just if you need help um ask people because um it is quite trying times but just remember uh the light is at the end of the tunnel and um yeah the olympic flame will be up in 2021 i'm trying to make a joke and it's not working i'm just basically scratching at um claws um i was going to Oh, I, if, I saw where you were going with it. It was remember, good. It was good. If, you, you, you're getting remember, there. You just didn't remember, see it. If Hayden Fox can win an A-League um, a Champions medal, anything can happen. So stay stay safe. Dougie the pizza boy, not again. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. That is a nice note to so Stay safe, listeners, and uh, we'll catch you in the next one. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.